1: It's
2: that time of the week again. I actually thought maybe I was a lesbian. <laughs> All the thoughts you're thinking, but not saying. This is just a potty for us to chew the fat, bitches to bitches. Stacey and I will go ham. <laughs> <It's> very <funny. laughs> Ain't nothing me down. Ready cause here
1: I come. Coming up this episode, My number one foundation um for for, for any kind of Journey with sexual empowerment is self-love.
2: Thinker Girl, the podcast with the Thinker Girls, Stacey June and Christy Mercer. You're listening to Thinker Girl, the podcast with the Thinker Girls, Stacey June and very full Christy Mercer. What's oh, up? You've had you've had three meals, not seventeen. No,
3: I know, but just you know those days where you just feel like. It's because we've eaten a lot of
2: cheese and bread and there's like a lot of reasons that you yeah. feel like that. No,
3: but I'm not. But the, the thing is, I'm not I'm not having food regret, you guys. Like, there's not for a moment that I'm like, I wish I didn't eat that cured meat before because it was just... I know, but sometimes when we have cheese, love. you
2: remind us seven times and it does ruin the experience. So let's just ease up. No, I
3: don't want to ruin... I'm sorry. I don't want to ruin Every the Friday experience. Friday I do, don't I? Every Friday night. Yeah, after we have cheese platter and I'm like, oh, I feel so full from cheese.
2: You don't really repeat. I go on about things. You're less likely to do that. But cheese you do like three times during the show we've had this lovely get together with our team this is our radio show um in case you were wondering and then you know several times you're like oh i'm so full shouldn't have done that i'm (laughs) like This is every week, every single week. you think I'd learn. Um, We are two radio chicks who talk thoughts we're thinking but not saying on this podcast each and every week with incredible women who inspire us that, you know, engage in all different types of conversation. And this week we'd like to officially call it a sex special.
3: Oh, it's been a long time coming for this bad boy. Um, Yeah. Yeah, it just feels like it's a kind of right time and a right space to be really getting stuck into these kind of conversations. And there's
2: a lot of conversations that I had after meeting this particular person that were happening on this very podcast uh, this particular sexual well-being expert she also calls herself a bedroom coach which I absolutely love um, and really I actually had some private sessions with a few years ago or was it a year ago now um, random kind of meeting friend of a friend we've had her on the show before and it really opened up my eyes in not only like this kind of vision of where my sexuality stood as in I had to explore and go and do start doing tricks in Closets, you know, it was the, it, actually the opposite for me, and it's interesting because I I had always thought that experimentation or finding out what your sexual desires are meant that it equaled fantasy or it equaled mm. obviously, and whilst mm. it does for some people. Uh, I don't think, for me, I figured out that there was what my authentic self was in my sexual life, as well as like you do think about with your jobs or with your friends or with your
3: partner. Which is just a stunning way to think about it. You know, that, I don't know, that it doesn't have to fit into this particular type of box, that it can be whatever it, whatever it is and whatever it needs to be and whatever is truthful to you, which is why we are so excited to be joined right now on the podcast by Tara O. Oh. Hello.
1: Oh, hi guys. Thank you so much for having me.
3: Oh, you are
2: welcome. Tara O underscore love your sexy self is where you can find you on Instagram because I'm sure girls are already thinking, okay, where did this bitch <laughs> leave <laughs> apart from up? here? <laughs> where do I sign um, up? And yeah, and also the all the jade egg stuff that I spoke about on the show, mm-hmm. I, I learned from Tara. I did. Um, she so generously offered me one of her courses. So I did one of those online and it 100% shifted my perspective, not just through my sex life, but on who I was and, and allowed me to feel more confident with who I was as a whole so thank you for that girl
1: Mm. oh my pleasure my absolute pleasure I'm so I'm so glad that it had an impact and uh affected you so that's that's
2: awesome so really let's good. let's get stuck in if you haven't listened to the show before or you've listening to us through tara we welcome you welcome you hello hello Hi. um we will each bring a gem to the table but because we've called it the sex special we've all got something on our mind that's sex related which is really lovely but it just so happens to be that way too which yeah. is a really nice it's space genu-
3: it's genuine yeah. we didn't just bring it and go let's turn the sex up because tara's here no nah, no nah, nah. no we were- <laughs> Um, So let's go through maybe like a little headline as to what's on our mind. Maybe we're thinking but not saying that we want to bring today to the table. Um, Mm. You kick this off.
2: Yeah, I want to bring – so last week I uh, shared with everybody that I'm in a relationship and and it's fairly new but then at the same time it's been been pretty quick and intense from the beginning in the best possible way. Um, And one thing that I was able to have a really great communication – I guess um, beginning point from with uh, my new man was that not only did I want to start a clean slate of the kind of relationship that I wanted to create with him and who I wanted to be in that, but also I wanted to start a clean slate with our sexual experiences and our sexual, um, our sexual relationship and what we and what we wanted from that. And it was really clear that I wanted that to be a communication point, just like it would be if we were to move in together, or if we wanted kids, or if we wanted to travel, all those kinds of things, I wanted mm-hmm. to have sex on the cards in the mix, just like that, and um, that's what I want to
3: I want to open up on today. Um, I want to bring to the table almost like the opposite end of the scale, but that is um, my sex life with my boyfriend is kind of non-existent over the last little bit of time, over the last few weeks, and I find myself in this place where I I. Uh, I struggle to find the line with how to broach the subject, how to bring it up for fear of offending him in and I think in particular, maybe in the back of my mind there's this added kind of pressure with the fact of talking about you know um sex drive and desire, especially from a woman to a man mm-hmm. um and being really sensitive but then also needing to have the conversation too, yeah, so I'd love to get your advice, Tara
2: Tara, what's on your mind, girl? Oh. I think I'm uh, I'd love to talk about just the
1: how amazing it is that women are stepping into their their power around their sexuality and really kind of having authentic conversations and exploring different ways rather than our kind of mainstream magazine 52 ways to have an orgasm but really tapping into themselves and going asking the big questions of going there's got to be something more here how can I love myself better how can I support my pleasure how can I you know create an epic relationship with my partner so,
2: let's kick it yeah. With that yeah, I
1: would love to talk about that let's
2: talk about that I mean is that something that you that drove you to do the work that you did or is it something that has inspired you the more you work with women
1: yeah so my story is a little bit of a sad one and probably a little bit longer than what we we have now but I actually got into the work because it saved my life so I kind of I, I I grew up with this idea somehow, as many of us do, that our sexuality was something that we traded with. It was for validation. It was a transaction. You you give sex in order to get um, attention or love or whatever, or worthiness. So I kind of took that and ran with it. And I was working at the time for a magazine, and I was like living the, the amazing life on the outside, but on the inside I was dying because I never really had a real sense of solid self or a really kind of – I never – yeah, I never had a lot of kind of self-love, so I was looking outside of myself, looking in in, <laughs> in bedrooms of strangers and with men, and I was bulimic and uh, depressed at the time, and I just couldn't find what it was that brought me back to myself, that made me feel stuff. So I ended up doing like a kind of a an eat, love, pray, but an eat, love, sex, and I went around the world, and I just started learning um, tantric practices and Taoism and from amazingly strong women around topics of self-love and body image and pleasure. And I fell in love with it and I started sharing with my girlfriends and they were like, fuck, I'm having the same issues at home. You know, I'm wanting to turn the lights off or I'm feeling, you know, fat in the bedroom or I can't feel anything when I'm making love. So it kind of, um, it in kind of the same way as your show, Sparks Conversations, that people aren't having mm. Um it's similar with my work. It's sort of taking away what we, what we think we should be talking about sex, and getting really to the, the nuts and bolts and nitty gritty, and going, you know, this is what we're all thinking, and it's not, you know, doggy style is not curing it. What is mm. it that that we're missing here? What what are we craving? What are we, really, um, not talking about here? So, I kind of made it a mission to, to strip away the the party tricks of sex, and then just go, let's let's go right to the heart of it.
3: So, yeah. And do you think that's yeah. why? Just, do you think that's why Tara people, um, and women in particular, as you're talking about, maybe don't discover that for such a long time, or think about it, or it's just something that can be kind of pushed to the back of your mind because it is—it's work and it's hard, and it can sometimes be confronting to look at yourself in such a raw way.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. And you know, everything in our in our world, we're a highly sexualized world, but a highly stigmatized world and we're kind of shown this one dimensional view of sexuality. So if it's not working for us, it's we sort of kind of internalize that instead of asking questions, we just go, Oh, it must be something wrong with me. We, many of us don't realise we have another way of of looking at our sexuality or or a different way of tapping into our pleasure or um yeah, or our or helping with our relationships. So it is, but then like anything, sex is a skill. A great relationship is a skill. So while sex is natural, it's also a learnable art, and it takes patience and persistence. And just you've got like, to get the right information. And
2: just like getting a job that you want, just like you know, waiting for things and working hard for it. Mm. You know, I think that we often think with sex that it's supposed to be this thing that you meet someone and then it just works like you're not really supposed uh, to bring any responsibility yourself I think that's yeah it's and I think it's for women one. it's
1: we we think we think that our pleasure is their responsibility as well so we often go into a relationship and if if you know they're going down on it on me and I'm not getting pleasure or our sex life is not that hot it's kind of their problem their technique their it's something amiss a lot of women don't realize how much power we can have when we claim back our own pleasure. And we go, no, my sexuality is for me. Mm. I'm going to find out how my body works, how my body sings, how I can have epic orgasms on my terms, and then bring that information to a partner. And that's when it gets so exciting and juicy because women are going, hey, I actually don't need to have my sexuality validated by a man or a dude or whatever. I'm this like fiery, juicy sexual being myself. And then you bring that into a partnership and that's the cherry on the top.
3: It just sounds so delicious. And I just could sit here all day and <laughs> listen to you talk about this stuff. And inadvertently, kind of through Stace and the work that she'd done with you, I'd heard kind of really, you know, lots of different bits and pieces. Um, but I I want to know as, as somebody that, you know, potentially is kind of not even really on that, that kind of pathway yet um, and without having done any of your online courses, which I, I, I would love to do, I mean do you have kind of a, a bit of a starting point because this all sounds amazing and, and obviously it's not an overnight <laughs> success that you click your fingers but I I mean for myself and maybe other people listening like are there a couple of tips or, or things or re- really a good place to kind of start to begin this whole journey? Yeah
1: absolutely my number one foundation um, for, for for any kind of journey with sexual empowerment is self-love because I could teach you how to have uh, you know a squirting orgasm or or, uh, multiple orgasms and it can be wonderful but without uh, a a base of self-love it's it's shallow there it's it's all for nothing yeah so the real kind of core of my teachings is getting women to understand uh, self-love in a really intimate level because when you do then you're able to have Proper boundaries. You can ask for what you want. You can and celebrate I think
2: for your pleasure. What I learned from that, just to sorry to interrupt, but it was it was the self love with your um, connecting your mind with your body, and that sounds like something that is thrown around a lot. Mm. But I had a lot of the self love in terms of my headspace, good thoughts. Had done a lot of therapy and had really worked there, and then always thought, yeah, I got a pretty bang and bod. Like I keep fit, I do yoga, but then it was connecting the two together. It seemed a little disconnected. Like, was I really touching myself? When I started doing the homework with the the courses, and we'll put all of the links to Tara's stuff that you can get involved with on our Facebook page, um, but it was like the breast massages and the baths and thinking about your body, you know, because there's a reason when you get into a bath that it feels quite nice and special. Mm. But then when you start to connect the work that you're doing with that, it was the, was the clencher for me. I don't know if that makes sense to you, Tara, but that was the, the, the kind of last straw for me because mm. I, I think I was doing a lot yep. of the other stuff but and wondered why that hadn't worked on its own.
1: And it's so funny because <laughs> sex is a body-based sport, right? but yet we approach it from our mind. We mm-hmm. think sex like we go into the bedroom and most of us are stuck in our head going, am I doing the right position? Do I smell? Am I taking too long? And we stay out of our body. So we're performing sex from a head space um, rather than a body space. So we're missing out on the subtle sensations, the pleasure, the the kind of the whole point of it. So I think from a starting point and that self-love as well, combining it, it's getting back into your body. Yeah. Mm. So the pleasure happens when you're, body is open when it's soft when it's going to to allow pleasure to move through your body and that's things like breast massage touching your body like getting coconut oil putting some candles on and then just spending half an hour touching your body and what can i feel how do i um what what does my body feel when i rub my fingers lightly over my leg what does it feel like when i trace my fingertips down my neck and slowly resensitizing yourself back to to your own sensations. And then repeating, I love myself, I love and accept myself. And then you can do that while you're self-pleasuring, touching your clitoris, I love my clitoris, I adore my vagina, I feel uh, safe here. You know, all of those kind of things. Uh, doing it in the privacy of your own bedroom can be incredibly
3: yeah. uh,
2: confronting. It sounds so Calend- simple, but it, so yeah, 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 it was yeah. it was pretty life changing for me because those things sounded simple. The homework you would give me, and then it would go home, and you, the walls you have for something so simple was mm. quite interesting. But mm. you push through, and it fuck it, it does change you. Which is um, where, which like is, a breathless. Yeah, it, like yeah. The, oh, you there?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the breast massage for women, I, I think nine out of 10 women who I say go home and do a breast massage, email me, call me and say I was in tears. I couldn't get through. And that's literally just holding your breasts and tuning into your heart and giving yourself some loving attention. And it's just it like, yeah, it's, it's such heart expanding, heart exploding kind of um, simple practice but it really like it brings up all your insecurities it brings mm. up your vulnerabilities it brings mm. up this craving for connection that we're all and when you also have, desperate for
2: when you have the walls you start to ask yourself why like, why is this a joke? Why, why am I taking yeah. the piss? Why am I uncomfortable? Mm-hmm. And then things start coming up. Mm-hmm. Um, Philip went off. Philip is a duck that rains us in, just so you know. It's not some random duck <laughs> I was keep. wondering. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, there's
1: a duck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You um, can never really
3: be prepped for the first time you hear him. No. You're
1: already in the Thinker Girls posse. Now let's make it Facebook official. Just search the Thinker Girls on Facey, Insta and Snapchat. Um,
2: So with all of this work I understood that I was definitely a person whether it was in the past or whether it was you know timing wise for me that I was uh, looking for intimate connection behind my sexual experiences and I was able to explore and experiment to to myself and get to a point where I was, but then I was so ready and excited to be able to explore and experiment with a partner. Um, But I had also made a decision that uh, casual relationships were really not servicing me and if I'm completely honest with myself, probably never were, but I think you kind of need to do what you need to do to get to where you have to get to. Mm -hmm. So. I don't have any regrets, but I, I definitely realized, yeah, why am I fighting this? And why have I thought being a single girl looks a certain way? And so I had said on the podcast that I definitely had pulled back. But then there's the reality of that, that you haven't met someone. So you're not having sex, you know. So um, I, I, I met uh, this beautiful man that I'm now um, in a relationship with. And at the beginning stages, obviously, of falling in love, we spoke about everything (laughs) like and it was like (laughs) I was just walking around the studios exhausted because I wasn't sleeping we were just we were talking and talking and we didn't rush into sex and that was a decision probably more on his than mine I definitely knew that I wanted to take it slow but he was very conscious of taking it um taking it really slow and Mm. he's got his own reasons for that and and I have my own reasons and we discussed those and I really wanted to make sure that um that we were starting our relationship fresh not just with friends and and dreams and kind of where we'd like to live one day which ps was never really something we spoke about but just i guess things that we had in common and and music and all of that kind of stuff those things were just as important for me to discuss as our our sexual hopes and dreams and where what we wanted from that perspective and since then our sex has become another language it's epic like mm. but it took a little bit of time you know I, I had a big wall up and there were a lot of things that we had to work through and communicate with but I guess now we're in a nice spot um, I wanted to talk about ways that you might be in this place with a partner you've been with for a long time and you're just looking for ways to make sure that you're connecting with each other and continuing to extend that part of your life because I feel like sometimes you can have these ideas but then you go well how do I keep extending this Mm, and where mm. how do I experiment how do I get these super long orgasms that everyone speaks about and how do I incorporate tantra breath into it like how does it all work I mean I know I need to do the research but where where do you go from this step Tara
1: Yeah, well, I think you hit the nail on the head when you said, when you're talking about the communication, because what I find with couples is that it's not from a lack of love that a relationship uh, sort of disintegrates. It's from a lack of communication. Mm -hmm. So when you're holding on to something, they're holding on to something. It's not been said. And I feel like that's when you kind of start to separate and you pull apart. So again coming to that realization of going our partner's not a mind reader he doesn't know you know what it's like to be in your body you don't know what it's like to be in, in uh, their body and being really committed to having really truthful authentic conversations around the hard topics around sex around your insecurities around your vulnerabilities because that's what's going to give you a level of trust and safety so for women trust and safety with their partner is massive it's what connects us it to, so, to our partner and makes ourselves feel safe
2: yeah it was so hard at the beginning too like you know to have even, those conversations yeah but to even say i like this or yeah. you know like it was and yeah. i remember one night after like a few weeks i just burst into tears one night after sex cuz i was so vulnerable like I had never felt more open and it felt good but I just was just I don't know what the feeling was I think it's just vulnerable I think it was Mm -hmm. that simple where I just was so emotional that I was just so open you know and and but it's just it something it was, so
1: delicious about being so seen, to yeah. Be, to, like, this is who I am, and to be proud in that, to actually be able to voice those words, go, This is what I like, this is good for me, these are my boundaries. It's such a, a powerful act of self love. And you're just like, you're, I really believe our souls are craving for it.
2: It's like,
0: mm.
1: if we could get somebody who will sit in that with us, who will well, witness us to be open up
2: for them. It's the key of choosing that correctly because I don't think I'd felt that before him, mm, and so um, yeah, yeah, I feel one hundred percent safe. But I feel like that's
3: the interesting part: these conversations and hearing you guys speak um, so openly about, you know, really, you know, communicating and actually voicing what feels good, what doesn't, or I feel scared, or let's, you know, let's aim for this, or let's work on this together. I feel like that's so important because I. I don't know, I think there's like such a, a pressure that you see in T V shows and movies and this kind of idea that we're so sold, sold that our partner should just absolutely be in our heads at all times. Mm. And there's almost like this idea of um, it being so unromantic to voice exactly mm. what you need mm. because mm. oh it would just it <laughs> makes it so much more romantic if you for guess it. Yeah, 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 for that yeah, person yeah. just to guess every yeah, time yeah, yeah. and yeah. get it spot
2: on. And you re- even asked me for like for lot, like laundry's like I guess I'll need to try and find your size and I was like you know what I'm just gonna message it to you (laughs) and I was like yeah and I thought in the and I was actually last night and it was in the shower and I was like oh Stacey don't be such a control like maybe he could have then I went no this is a team you know
3: not he doesn't have to bring something more than the other but that's what I mean and I think that's why it's so refreshing because there I think that is I mean for me personally anyway it's so something that's held me back where I'm like oh you should know you should Mm. and I'm then I'm like how how are you supposed to know if I don't tell uh, you? Yeah, it's true. Do you I mean, reckon?
1: I don't know about you, but I, yeah, I mean, I I've been down on a woman before, and that is some tricky shit. <laughs> like there is all sorts of tunnels and spaces and nooks and crannies, and I have one, right?
3: Yeah, I got wow. Yeah. I was
2: like, And I reckon the clitoris can change. Like sometimes it's more on the left that you're finding the peak that's working and then sometimes it's more on the right. Depending on your mood. Yeah, well, for me, Um, I know that it's never one spot and you're pressing a button and it's gone. It's always dependent on where I'm in my cycle and how wet I am or all Mm -hmm. kinds of different things. Do you reckon,
3: Tara, that, you know, that thing we were talking about of that, you know, having to actually voice and spell out what you want, do you think that people, I mean, I think we have a, a, a level of understanding as to why, but do you think that... Once people don't voice that I don't actually like it when we do that, or that's not really that much of a turn on for me, or I really need this from you, even though you, um, I've not told you that for the past five years. Do do you do you reckon that people get into this kind of cycle where they're like, "Fuck," well, I can't tell them now because I've been going along with this storyline for five years.
1: (laughs) Absolutely, absolutely. If you've if you've faked orgasm and then you have to turn around and tell your partner, "Oh, you know what." actually uh, all of everything that you are doing doesn't really do it for me. It can be really, 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 really tricky. But to combat that, I always say open up in a, in a more of a, a lighthearted way outside of the bedroom and then go for a walk along the beach, have a glass of wine and then do like a little back and forth of being like, you know what, we've never really talked about what we actually like in the bedroom. I was thinking about it the other day in the shower on the bus and I was like, hey, I want to try slowing things down a bit. Like I heard this chick on Think Your Girls called Tara (laughs) and she was saying, you know, how exquisite feelings could can can be amplified when you just slow it down with your tongue and, and, you know, or whatever it is. Do you want to give that a go? Or is there something that you really love that I do in the bedroom that you want more of? So taking away that kind of um, pressure, kind of like we must talk about sex in the bedroom well, I, and now... putting it in more of a conversation.
2: Yeah, mm. and it's interesting because that's what my original question was is kind of, it's a, of course, I'm trying to find different uh, things to clock and it's like that's just how my brain works mm. and I had to tell myself, you know, early days that um, climaxing isn't, you know, even though I knew that and I had done so much of a thought process and research on that, and, and kind of worked through things in different ways through working with you and different things I was reading, that that is not and should not be the the be-all and end-all. Um, mm-hmm. In Putting it into action is very different if you've always had sex like that, mm. you know. So it's, exactly. it's where, exactly. do, what kind of information, apart from obviously going to your site, but where do you find those steps of how you can elongate sex or how you can see a different offering for you and your partner is what I wanted to know.
1: And this is the biggest, this is what I find so frustrating in our mainstream society is that it's very rare to come across that kind of information. Yeah. Unless you looking with, yeah. you know, wonderful sex therapists and things like that. It isn't, we're not given that, we're not sold that, not sold that story, but we're sold a different story of what sex should be. It's something that, sex, something if we can, Buy or that we can do that will, you know, create a better sex life. We're less inclined to find information that tells you about stripping sex back down and going, what about breath and what about um, sound and what about self love? Because there's not a lot of um, it's, it's, yeah, it's not commercialized.
2: You no, know? It's,
1: kind of, it's really hard it's to the find the info. Tools. So for like an amazing connection um, exercise with partner is just looking at each other and eye gazing. You know, that is, it is so simple yet so profound. And what it does is it brings couples who are, Sort of been pulled out of the relationship or out of themselves, and you know when you meet somebody and it's all like uh, they're amazing and I love that they leave their jocks on the floor and they don't do anything <laughs> that's wrong me at the moment. Yeah, yeah, amazing, oh. right? Like everything you just kind of see this amazing person, and then as you go further in the relationship, shit starts to piss you off. You're like, well, that's Pick-up. what young yeah, yeah. that's what
3: young mate wants Why to talk I, about. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's so what okay. Happens
1: is, yep, you go.
3: Um, I was just going to say. Well, this kind of leads us perfectly into the next kind of topic of conversation. It's see, it's just really flowing today. Close,
1: here I come. Missed anything from
3: the Thinker Girls this week? I- to your story. <laughs> Don't worry, we've been waiting for you at thethinkygirls.com.au to catch up. That's kind of where I'm. Where I'm kind of finding myself, Tara. I'm um, having been with my man for eight years now, and we have always been. we've Always had a really. A really good sex life. I think we've always been quite connected in terms of that ability to communicate um, what we want, and very, very early days. it was never that much of a thing. Like I'd never even had sex with the lights on before being with him. And I, do, and I just remember that from I reckon the second or third time we ever slept together, even though I was so young, there was that feeling of being, you know, really safe with him. But I think as, mm. you know, as kind of time goes on and – um um, you're together for Over you know Longer periods of time And as you say Like you know Doing annoying things Becomes more annoying In some regards And I feel like We've been yeah. A bit disconnected Probably as, as people And in the relationship um, Maybe over the last Couple of months In a way We were trying to You know Really figure Ourselves out And I think that Absolutely Has kind of Translated also Over to our sex life And I think that's Always been something For the two of us And for him anyway Without making you know huge generalizations, but as a dude, he's never been um, one of you know those dudes that can really separate emotional and what else is going on in your life from his kind of sexual drive, which in a lot of ways mm-hmm. I actually really like about him. But I think that's a lot of guys, right, Tara? Uh, yeah,
1: yeah, absolutely. I think we. we Again, we don't give guys enough credit of how, how much it's intrinsically linked, their, their emotional, their work state, their stress levels and, and what happens between the sheets.
3: Mm. Yeah, so that's something that um, you know. If I, if if we're not having sex or haven't had you know sex in a week or something, I know, I know he's stressed. I know there's stuff going on at work, and it's not always him. Often, you yeah. know, it has in the past been me too. But I feel like I have been in a place lately, and across the last couple of months, where I really, w- I'm really craving that physical connection with him, that amazing sex, that real mm-hmm. kind of ability to really, you know, reconnect and and. Um, really craving that but then I find myself really second-guessing the way that I try and voice that to him because I'm so fearful of offending him or his manhood or his sex drive and I and um I was wondering if you'd be able to give some tips as to how to kind of start that conversation really openly without it being a this is your problem and you need to bring it you need to bring it up to where I'm at just because I've been the one that potentially you know had more desire to have sex over the last few months.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And it's it's really common with couples who've been together for a longer time as well because you do you kind of get pulled out of the relationship with the work, with the stress, with everything's going on. Um, so I think one of the biggest things that I always encourage couples to do is how find ways that you can support each other, not just with sort of penetrative sex, but intimacy, um, cultivating intimacy without having to have penis and vagina. So perhaps giving your partner a massage, being like he's coming home from work or You know, setting up on a Sunday um, evening or a Saturday night, lighting some candles, just being like, you know, I'd love to give you a a nice massage or can we lay in bed and can we cuddle or rather than being like, let's have sex, let's just be intimate with one another. Let's Mm -hmm. have a glass of wine and touch each other or let's let me give you a massage or let's do something that isn't necessarily, you know, bump and grind, but that starts to to bring you guys back into each other's space. And then from there, you can kind of be like, you know, I've been missing um, being really close to you. Man, I love like when we can be intimate and it makes me feel really loved and supported i was wondering how you know or you could be like but i've been kind of sensing that you have you've not been really there lately what can i do to to help with that so like, instead is there of like even support
2: you so instead of having like a dnm after work or whatever mm. you kind of set up an intimate tone that already feels a little bit more like you're touching each other and you're not necessarily that it will lead to sex but you're mm. in that space in like a softer so you're space. in that space yeah.
1: That's yeah so that you can also feel how nice it is to be intimate rather mm. than him coming home and be like why don't we have sex anymore mm. you need to sort your shit out blah 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 but be like isn't this nice when we're touching when we're connecting when we're when we're sort of yeah and anybody can feel that anybody can feel when they're just kind of having some nice moments with their partner and then from that using that as the as the leeway into I want more of this how can you know I I know that myself I've been a little bit stressed lately so maybe I'm not giving you enough attention or what is it that you need to be able to do we need to go away more do we need more weekends like what can we and brainstorm brainstorm Mm -hmm. ideas together of what you can kind of do and then say I can't wait to spend the next 80 years of my life having a really rich intimate Um, passionate relationship with you. How are we going to, like, make sure that that comes about? Yeah, Mm. so that you're saying it's not something's wrong, but you want to – it's an epic relationship. How can we make it even better – Continuously,
3: mm. it's such good advice. I think because we've been together for so long, and so, and we are such mates. I think sometimes yeah. the, that line can get a little bit blurred. Um, well, from both accounts, you kind of you you are we are so comfortable with each other, so you kind of just shoot out things without even really realizing their impact. Sometimes because it's like, Cause it's oh god, partner, we can talk about friend, it. Yeah. yeah, we talk about it, anything, or don't take it personally, or you know, we um, yeah, yeah. I think sometimes that. Um, not taken for granted but it is yeah it is almost um, yeah the, the like that I shouldn't I um, shouldn't have to be mindful about the way that I voice how I feel but then you absolutely need to because I and I expect that back from him also yeah that's, they're very good. I cannot believe how quick this <laughs> podcast has gone. Again. I know. It's gone so <laughs> far. Well, you just get straight to the point too, like with the advice, like actual tangible like pieces of info that you can kind of start practising tonight. Yeah, and we absolutely well, adore what you do, Tara. Yeah.
1: Oh, thanks, guys. Thank you. Yeah, I think the actionable the tips. I mean, you can talk about it to the cows come home, but it's like, give me the advice, give me the tips that I can implement into my relationship now to make it better.
2: Absolutely. So, or
1: to to sustain the epicness, and I think that's really important as well.
2: Because the thing is, as you know, as I, as I was saying, it is work. Like you do need mm-hmm. to put in the work to be able to feel different just like you do with all different parts yes, of I'm your like, life mm-hmm. for some reason we're just we're told somewhere that your sex life's just supposed to be handed to you on a platter like mm. the, it, i think it's the, whether it's the movies or whatever way it is everyone just kind of starts having sex thinking it's just going to work itself out mm. and it it just doesn't well, well,
1: yeah <laughs> Our sex education is like Hollywood, right? Oh, or porn. Just, and it's, always, it's so you're bad. You're always kind of up for it, and it's like this big bang explosion. If it's Hollywood, and it's everybody climaxes together at the same time, or then it's Hollywood where a woman is just supposed to be, you know, ready to have sex at the drop of a hat. Or I find it hilarious
3: night, when the guy the, the guy gets there and then he rolls over. I'm always like, what's happened to the cum? <laughs> like, is it in her? Does she have to now <laughs> run to the loo? Is it in a condom? Like, what is? Where is it? Like where <laughs> is he
1: going to call her the next day? I don't even know. It's, oh. um, I know. So that's what we're where we grow up with, and then we go. Oh my god, my sex life is not matching that, or I've I've lost desire for my partner, or we've hit the three year mark, and all the 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 hormones and the 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 pre like the the love flush is kind of dissipated and now we've got to do the work and it's hard it's really hard and I think the more more conversations we could have of going you know what sexuality and our sexual relationship with our partner will change and it will grow and then it will ebb and it will flow and then it will be non-existent and then it will look like something completely different is really important because it allows people to know that it's normal
3: mm. yeah it's just stunning yeah thank you so much for jumping on board this very special podcast Tara.
1: My absolute pleasure, guys. Thank you so much for for going there and for sharing um, what what's really happening.
3: Well, it's we deserve it. Up. We
2: all deserve it. It's like the cheapest, most accessible thing that we can have as a human is good pleasure. Oh, absolutely. It's just like, oh. you know, it's right there with your body, like access it now (laughs) um yeah instagram tara o underscore love your sexy self Uh, make sure that you head there uh, to get all the updates on what's going on in her website Uh, she has books and she has e-courses and all kinds of different things you can get involved so we'll put them up on our website and our facebook page as well till next time tara thank you so much lovely Thanks, guys. Bye. If you want to listen to any of our other shows, thethinkergirls.com.au is where you can download those. Uh, and of course, you can hear us on our radio show, weeknights from 7 on the Kiss Network. Till next week. Bye. Bye. Right, that was a different one I know, again. That's how kiss. we end the show. I forget, but okay. I just I felt like <laughs> kissing people. Ciao, everybody. Bye.
1: Bye. Were you part of this convo and want more? Join our Thinkergirls posse on Facebook, Instagram, or thethinkergirls.com.au. Um,
2: Next week on Thinker Girl, the podcast. We are, of course, talking about the one and only Michelle Bridges. Hey, Michelle.
1: Hi, ladies, and I'm so excited to be talking to you because I'm listening to the things that both of you are saying and I'm here to talk you off the ledge.
3: Uh, Yes. Oh, thank God. Thinker Girl, the podcast with the Thinker Girls, Stacey June and Christy Mercer